It's showtime. Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Robin Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of the sustainability, part of the uprising of mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch at crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of spooky West by God, Virginia, here's Robin Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. <laughs> Do we love that or what? Thank you, Lady B. That's fantastic. That's just wonderful. Happy Halloween. Blessed Salon, everybody. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. It is indeed the 31st day of October 2022. And uh, the actual Halloween, I guess most people had their parties over the weekend and such, but this is the actual day. And, uh, uh, you know, if it, if, if it wasn't Halloween, it would have to be anyway when you think about some of the crap that's in the stack this evening. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I, I can't get over that. I can't get over that intro. Lady B, you are, oh, my God, you are so amazing. You are just awesome. And I'm sorry for the late start, but it took me a second to get that uh, fired up. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Ralph's saying, yay, Lady B intro. And uh, Jake up in Columbus saying, girl, that was golden. Wasn't it just? I love that. <laughs> it was just, mm, the sound, oh, the sound effects and everything. It was all just right there. It was, as the kids say, on point. Ah, hi, I'm Robin. And, uh... Since it's the uh, 31st, that means we have no uh, we have no PayPal subscribers, but uh, we do have thanks to send out for this Halloween. Uh, I'm, I'm checking just to make extra double plus secret probation sure about PayPal. Um, oh well, and thank you over the weekend to Dave and Christine. Thank you so much. 
And, uh, well, the 31st of the month is the day when we say thank you to our Patreon subscribers. And so we will do exactly that. Let's see. So we say thank you uh, for the uh, previous month. We say thank you to Randy Radar and Christopher and Lori. Thank you to Dave and the Blind. Thank you to Troy. Thank you to Janice and David. Uh, David, thank you. Uh, David up in uh, Oregon now. Thank you to Eve and thank you to Jake. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Bernadette. Thank you, Michael of the Guffins and Baltimore Bob. Thank you, Jeff and Slow. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Andrea. And thank you, James. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, uh, Joanne. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Vernon in San Diego. Thank you to Kat in Ohio. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, KW. Thank you, Irwin in Montana. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Horst in Taiwan. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Terrace. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. And thank you to Jeremy in Vermont. Thank you all for being Patreon subscribers and helping to keep the program on the air. Lord knows we need more Patreon and PayPal subscribers because, well, as it stands, uh, we are six hundred. Well, I'm sorry, almost made a terrible mistake. $599. Well, no. Oh, uh, $574 away from uh, finishing October to the good. I was hoping we wouldn't be in a mad rush to the end of the month, but, well, here we are, and that's okay. So hopefully we'll, we'll raise that during the course of the program and uh, not, start, uh, not start the month of November. Uh, what is tomorrow? All Souls Day uh, in the red. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And that having been said, it is, of course, uh, more. it's a Morian Monday and Halloween at the same time. And if you should happen to pop by the uh, uh, Horn chat room right about now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers, Anatole and Irish Dave and Squeaky and Theo and capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who being a third stage guild navigator has in fact folded space to become um, Man Cave. Thank, uh, thanks for popping by. Thanks for being there. Everybody be happy to see you if you want to wander by. And um, so now uh, I guess we'll dive into the meat of the program. I can't get over that opening. That was just beautiful. That was just awesome. Lady B, my my goodness gracious sakes, alive. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 saw a, I saw a rendition of The Raven earlier today, and, of course, it took me somewhere I didn't have any, play, any business being, but, uh, you know, as I pondered nearly... Mapping. Suddenly, I heard a whacking, as of someone wildly fapping, 
fapping outside my chamber door. "'Tis Clarence Thomas, I thought. That is all, and nothing more. With the pube on the Coke can on the floor. <laughs> I know. Shame on me. Can't help it. Uh, and uh, uh, Dave in the Blind says, Happy Halloween. That intro rocked, girl. Lady B does it again. Here's to a great new year. New year. Best spooky wishes, Dave in the Blind. Um, because this would this this marks the the Wiccan New Year, which is a much better time to have the so and, and, and you know end of the harvest that sort of thing. And it doesn't commemorate any genital mutilation. Yay us! Uh, uh, and. Uh, uh, Bernadette says, that was tight. Love some Lady B. Do it again. Big fan. I agree. Uh, and from your friendly neighborhood Catholic nerd, Stephen New York says, tomorrow's All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day. I get those. I, I'm, I'm so easily confused. But uh, uh. Oh, look. Um, Man Cave gets a chance to uh, brain bash. And go right to it. Enjoy yourself in good health. Now, um, where to begin? Well, it is, it is more in Monday, um, and uh, so we will be celebrating, noting, not celebrating, but taking note of some, some more ends. Um, and this is sort of a a. Uh, well, uh, what, uh, an indirect uh, an indirect Moran nomination? Yeah. Uh, you'll see what I mean. This is quite possibly the most epic takedown of Herschel Hirsch Walker that I have run across. Um, our buddy John in Central PA put me onto this. And, wow. This is a Moran call out, the likes of which I have never heard. And uh, there we go. Well, I encourage you just to, to, to revel in it. Enjoy it. This is Pastor Jamal Bryant delivering a sermon about Herschel. And you know the way that uh, Lady B's intro just kind of uh, was, well... A thriller. Ha. Uh, this is liable to get your blood pumping, too. I, I, I've listened to this clip a dozen times today, at least. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast 
in the post antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. How damn. And he's doing all this in front of a, in, in front of a uh, banner that says, we don't need a walker. Yeah. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do, telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for Y'all fired up? I'm fired up. I feel like I'm in a church because I have. And 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 Pastor here is a badass. He's delivering the whole thing while wearing a, wearing a Kappa Alpha Psi letter sweater. Whoa. Wouldn't you love to see him say that right to Herschel's face? Because I would. I would dearly love to see that. I think Herschel would probably either wilt and run away. Or being Herschel, he might pull a gun. It's kind of a coin toss at this point. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Preach. Preach, preacher. Uh, if you go on, uh, Jake wants to know where to get this clip. Go on uh, Twitter to at Jamal H. Bryant. At J-A-M-A-L-H-B-R-Y-A-N-T. And you will find it there. 
or for that matter, if you just go to a browser and type in Jamal Bryant, Herschel Walker, the clip will very likely pop up. But isn't that something? Could you, because you probably won't, yeah, do it, oh, yeah, you're going to want, uh-huh. Because that is talking to Herschel Walker like he desperately needs to be talked to. Him hauling out his phony baloney bullshit Christianity and all. Herschel Walker is no more a Christian than I am. Only I don't I don't pretend to be one. Yeah. So. Yeah, enjoy that. That's special. But it is. Uh, it is more in Monday, and so uh, we have more ends to take note of. Charlie Kirk is a uh, neo-maxi-zoomed weeby right-wing POS, the founder of a grift called Turning Point USA, TP USA, Toilet Paper USA, and he got a... Uh, now, he got a mad on over the weekend because uh, people are beginning to point out the fact that the attack on Paul Pelosi is a matter of uh, the stochastic Republican terrorist chicks coming home to roost. So how did uh, how did this jackass respond? This toxic jackass? Well, here we go. I mean, I'm looking at Politico.com. I'm looking at the New York Times. I'm looking at places, and there's a little bit of mention here. For example, Politico says top Republicans reject any link between GOP rhetoric and Paul Pelosi assault. Of course you should reject any link. Why is the Republican Party, why is the conservative movement to blame for gay schizophrenic nudists that are hemp jewelry makers breaking into somebody's home or maybe not breaking into somebody's home. Why are we to blame for that? Or maybe not. See, it it begins. Uh, Over the weekend, uh, I I, I saw the, the, and I was expecting the onslaught of filth that comes with this, Republicans doing anything in their power, to evade responsibility for the stochastic terrorism that they pump out into the in, 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 into the body politic each and every day. So I have naturally already seen that uh, the uh, um. I've already seen that the allegations are out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Pelosi had a fight with his gay lover. Paul Pelosi was drunk again. Um, so, there we go. It's only going to get nastier. Uh, Trader Tot, you know, Junior, 
earlier tweeted uh, a photo of a pair of tidy whities and a claw hammer. Yeah. And you notice how they, they're, they're already recharacterizing um, the man who perpetrated the attack, trying to make him look like some wild-eyed lefty, which he wasn't. His social media stream was filthy with cue ball shit and various garbage. Um, oh, by the way, Bernadette says, uh, we don't need a walker. That clip needs to be sent to Lady Lindsay, saying, this is the kind of person I want my little black children to look up to. We don't need your walker. You keep him and Kanye and Candace, too. Oh, well, more Kanye out there today, too. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And why is he still in jail? Why has he not been bailed out? By the way, if some if some amazing patriot out there in San Francisco or the Bay Area wants to really be a midterm hero, someone should go and bail this guy out. I bet his bail's like thirty or forty thousand bucks. Bail him out and then go ask him some questions. I wonder what his bail is. They're going after him with attempted murder political assassination, all this sort of stuff. I'm not qualifying it. I think it's awful. It's not right. But why is it that in Chicago you're able to commit murder and be out the next day? Why is it that you're able to trespass, second-degree murder, arson, threat of public official, cashless bail? This happens all over San Francisco, but if you go after the Pelosi's... Wait, I thought we were talking about Chicago. Uh, the quantum of stuff that Charlie Kirk actually knows about Chicago, uh, well, uh, you could put it in a thimble and still not be able to drown a piss ant in it, okay? Oh, but all over San Francisco, yada, yada, yada. You know why they're charging political ass assassination? Um, well, that's because it was an attempted political assassination. Um, Matt in San Francisco, subject line closet. If you hear of an octogenarian being the victim of an attack with a hammer in his home, and the first thing you, thing you think of is a gay escort fantasy, ah, you might be a closet case. I'm thinking you're not wrong, Matt. Stephen, New York, pointing out. Uh, fucker had zip ties. Oh, by the way, fuck Charlie Kirk. Robin, I want to punch that fucker in the face, and I don't care who knows it. To paraphrase Madam Speaker, I would go to jail and be happy. Interesting, though, that he calls for the guy to be bailed out. Because that's exactly what happened almost immediately after the truckload of Nazis got busted at the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho Pride Festival last summer? Do we still remember that? Yeah. And so, uh, by the way, uh, the allegation that Dave DePape is gay uh, that came from somewhere. That came from the brand new owner of Twitter. 
yesterday, Sunday, he tweeted and then deleted, you know, because you can't unring a bell, a, uh, a, a, a link to some batshit crazy POS. Um, basically, um, Hillary Clinton uh, tweeted about the attack, and you know because Elon Musk is such a pathetic little turd. He responded, "There is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye." And tweeted something from a, a a garbage site called the Santa Monica Observer, which had published a story alleging a uh, uh, an anti-LGBT angle for the attack. Now this is the same publication that once tweeted that uh, Hillary Clinton herself died in the September 11th attacks. And that she's been replaced by a body double. Now, Hillary Clinton actually published a story from the L.A. Times. Saying the Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking, but not surprising, that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. There's nothing wrong in there. There's nothing factually incorrect in any of that. And remember, this is the same woman who said that there was a vast right-wing conspiracy. And she was right about that, too. And so, uh, Elon Musk then tweeted his filth and having rung the bell, didn't unring it, and deleted it only after it got a shit ton of traffic. Oh, I deleted it. Yeah, so what? It made its point. It got out into the poisonous Republican uh, body. Trying to, well, never mind. Oh, and for people looking for the uh, Pastor Bryant clip, Lee in New York tells me it's at the homepage of Crooks and Liars, too, crooksandliars.com. So you can probably find it most easily there. But it's been an entire weekend of uh, Republicans and maggots. I don't know why I use both words. Maggots. The, the, The Republican Party is the maggot party. The maggot party is the Republican Party. It just is, and saying, yeah, yeah, but Liz Cheney, yeah, yeah, but Adam Kinzinger, doesn't change the fact. I mean, that's that that that's that's like calling, um, that's like it's like calling a a, a a glass of ice water with two grains of salt in it salt water. It's not. You can't even taste it. They ha- the salt makes no difference. It has no impact. But here we are. And so they're and, and is 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 what 
Charlie Kirk, is that is that considered deep thought? Is that considered to be maggot profound strategery? Sort of at a loss. How well? But like I said, the dis- there's there's plenty of disgust to go around in all of this. Um. Uh, particularly with Junior, Trader Tot. Like I said, he uh, posted a picture of a pair of tidy whities with a claw hammer and said, Got my Paul Pelosi Halloween costume ready. The Internet remains undefeated. It was sickening, but he's sickening. And so the the, the response was fairly swift. Uh, Uh, Chris Saliza, who is the Mr. Obvious of CNN, described it as a new low and egregiously bad, but unfortunately not ex- unexpected. Saliza added, Trump Jr., even more so than his famous father, has reveled in the idea that he's the king of the deplorables, someone willing to say and do things that other people want to but are too afraid. His M.O. has always been, as it likely will be for this incident, that he's just joking and that people need to stop taking themselves so seriously. He's the cool guy who doesn't ever get offended, while the rest of us are the squares who are forever on outrage watch. The only thing to do in this situation is A, condemn the act, and B, see what can be done to put better safeguards in place in hopes of keeping this from happening again. Instead, what Trump Jr. did is make light of it. Now, Jr. is not allowed to use Twitter anymore because, you know, Daddy said. So uh, he got 5,000 likes and over 1,000 shares on Truth Social. His pappy's uh, failing buggy uh, so-called social media platform. Saliza closed saying, uh, not only will he likely refuse to apologize for his disgusting post, he will revel in it. Convinced that his mission of freaking out the woke mob has been accomplished. Is this not just the definition of a troll? You know, putting up something disgusting and odious to own the libs. Or, you know, to own the people with a moral core and an ethical center. Saliza said, we're in a very dark place when content like this is championed by people in positions of power. It normalizes aberrant behavior by making light of it. And the result is that such incidents become more and more likely... In the future. Well, yes. Yes, they do. Oh, and speaking of trolls, uh, Sammy Bad Breath is out and about again. 
there were oral arguments in a case today, uh, a college admission case, that if the, uh, if, if the right wing gets its way will mean fewer black and Hispanic students are admitted to higher education. During questioning on the case, uh, Sammy Badrith asked North Carolina Solicitor General Ryan Park about college admission practices and for some reason or another was obsessed with what constitutes being considered a Native American. And the Solicitor General, Ryan Park, said, we rely on self-reporting. One great-grandparent, are you going to make me continue to go on? Alito then pestered. And Ryan Park said, right, I think as we go on, I agree that it would seem less plausible that that person would feel that this is actually capturing in my true racial identity. It's, and then Alito said, it's family lore that we have an ancestor who is an American Indian. God, he's so obnoxious. But that's what he was put there to be. Oh, oh, oh Elizabeth Warren, oh, she's, she's an Indian. But Alito wasn't done thing. I identify as American Indian because I've always been told that some ancestor back in the old days was an American Indian. <sighs> Jesus. Marty. Yes, we rely on, on self-reporting, and, and we don't right. give it. One great-grandparent. If that person b- believes that that is the accurate expression of their identity, I don't think there would be any. One great-great-grandparent. I, I think, make me continue to go on. Right, right. right. I think that as we go on, it, it, I agree that it would seem uh, less plausible that that person would feel that this is actually capturing my true uh, racial identity. But the same is true for any of the other diversity factors that we. It's family lore that we have an ancestor who was an American Indian. So uh, I think in that particular circumstance, uh, it would be. Uh, not accurate for them to say. Uh, based well, I, on I identify as an American Indian because I've always been told that some ancestor uh, back in the old days was an American was an American Indian. Yeah, so I. You know, back in the day, because Alito is an old Iroquois word for "Wow, what a family full of shitbirds." These people ain't nothing but trouble, and the tribe has always had to deal with them. That, yeah, that, right, yeah. But notice the language. I identify as. I think this was a bit of a telegraph. Because, you see, shit, shit heels like Sammy Badbreath find the concept of self-identification hilarious and so you can bet your ass this is going to show up in a later case about you know the you know who's you know the you know who's but the fact of the matter is he completely ignores the cultural milieu of the identification if there is a band of indigenous people 
and they recognize and respect someone who identifies and lives as an indigenous person who had a great-grandparent who was indigenous, it's none of Sammy Badbreath's goddamn business to question that identification. But, you know, Sammy's an old, shitty, racist, misogynist, transphobic, xenophobic, homophobic pile of shit. And what matters in his world is what he, Sammy Badbreath, thinks. And the rest of us can go straight to hell. I think in that circumstance, uh, it, it would be very unlikely that that person was telling the truth. And the same is true for, uh, you know, we rely on self-reporting for all the, the demographic and other characteristics that we ask for. And there's nothing special about uh, the racial identification on, on that score, Your Honor. Do you get an automatic plus for I don't know if that was Elena Kagan. Or Sonia Sotomayor. I guess it could have been the handmaid. I don't know. Kind of doubt it. But. The, the problem here. is once again one of patriarchy. Uh, Steve asks, what was the purpose of this line of questioning other than just being nasty? Well, that's always the purpose of any line of questioning from Sammy Badbreath. He nasty. He was put there to be nasty. I remember his confirmation hearings. I remember remember him sitting there at the, at the, at the witness table. Um... Uh, with his wife back there crying on cue every time somebody said something critical of him. But the line of questioning had to do with self-identification in terms of demographics on uh, college applications. And whether or not... that You know, you'd, you'd think that Sammy Badbreath would know this, but... Genetic testing has not been around that long. But, of course, Sammy Badbreath is thinking back to a day when putting black or American Indian on a college education, on a college application, uh, it would be plenty enough to make sure that person never got in. We are not that far removed from a world where anybody hoping to get anywhere in this life had to pass pass as white. And maybe that's the day for which Sammy Bad Breath dreams. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, uh, if Sammy had a regular job and conducted himself the same way as on the court, he'd be in the HR office getting his final pay. Oh, oh, I know, devoutly to be wished, right? But again, this is another example of you can do 
you know what? I hate to say it, but Sammy Badbreath could reach into his robe and pull out an AR-15 from under the bench or whatever and spray the room and the Republicans in the House of Representatives would still refuse to impeach him. And even if he were impeached by a majority of Democrats, it would then go to the Senate, and the Republican senators would refuse to vote to convict him, again, for taking out an AR-15 and blowing away people in the courtroom. It does get wearisome. I confess it does. As to self-identification, Lee in New York says, Later in life, Homer Plessy identified as white. Yeah, he tried to pass. And Lord, the effort that gets put into passing... And, it, and, and and for people who were trying to pass as white, whatever other ethnicity they were, and white is a color, not an ethnicity. But it was a life or death thing. And I understand that a little bit better now, without going into any details. But I do. I do. Because it can make the difference between whether you have a decent life or a tormented one. Uh, but speaking of the Supreme Court, Nitwit Nero ran off there today. Um, he asked the Supreme Court to intervene on his behalf and delay the ruling of an appeals court that would let the IRS finally hand his tax returns to the House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, he said, uh, This case raises important questions about the separation of powers that will affect every future president. No, it won't. Other future presidents release their tax information. The request was sent to... Uh, uh, the nominal Chief Justice, you know, John Bulls and Strikes Roberts. Because he, uh, Nero needs time to request a hearing of the case, but the, his pettifogger said, but if you want to, you can consider this, that request for a hearing of the case. And if the Supreme Court gets involved, of course... That means more months and months and months of wrangling. And if he can just get in there, um, then if the Republicans take the House of Representatives, Jim Jackadoff Jordan can cancel the request, you know, for his orange god emperor. Which brings us to Jim Jacketoff Jordan. Kinda.
because uh, the Ohio Bar Association has weighed in and encouraged the Republican State Leadership Committee to withdraw a filthy campaign ad that goes after three Democratic State Supreme Court nominees who are probably going to lose anyway. But uh, Campaign Advertising Committee Chair Paul Hervey, good day, uh, said that uh, the, the filthy maggot ad serves to erode public trust and confidence in the judiciary. And uh, the Jim Shorts Jordan angle comes from a tweet October 24th, a week ago, where he said, The left defunded the police and let criminals out of jail, just reminding you. Uh, no, and no. But defund the police is one of those phrases that we wind up having to explain, and as Carl Turdblossom Rove once observed, if you're explaining, you're losing. And so uh, the uh, the maggots, being the opportunists they are, are trying to make hay out of a uh, case called Dubose, in which the Ohio Supreme Court uh, reduced a defendant's bail, saying that it was unlawfully the, the 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 judge unlawfully set the bail amount so high as to ensure that Dubose could not get out, which is the very antithesis of the idea of reasonable bail. And so the maggots are out there with their ads saying, outrageous bail rulings risk our safety. Oh, for pity's sakes. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the maggots will, of course, tell the Ohio State Bar to go piss up a rope. Because the Ohio State Bar has no, ga- no damn power. That's just the reality of the situation. But they're, they're, they're full of this kind of uh, filth. Uh, Derek Van Orden is a maggot running for the Wisconsin 3rd Congressional District seat. And uh, he showed up at a prayer breakfast in Sparta, Wisconsin. I've actually been there. Uh, the La Crosse Tribune had the original story. in which Van Orden declared um, Oh, there are many God-fearing Christians who are Democrats. There's not a single God-fearing Christian that is a leftist because... Oh, wait, I need a Wisconsin accent for this, don't I? 
God-fearing Christians who are Democrats. There's not a a single God-fearing Christian that's a leftist because those two things are incompatible. And um, then the usual barking and grunting about Judeo-Christian values. Uh, State Senator Brad Pfaff is running against Van Orden. He responded to all the filth by saying, I stood with lacrosse area pastors today to respond to Derek Van Orden's shocking and outrageous claim that only voters who agree with him politically can be Christians. This wasn't just an attack on my faith, my upbringing, and my way of life, but on everybody who doesn't hold the same political beliefs as Derek. I'm a God-fearing, practicing Lutheran, and like voters in this district, Democrat or Republican, I don't need Derek Van Orden or anyone else to tell me what I can and cannot believe in. Van Orden, in turn, responded by telling the Lacrosse Tribune uh, that uh, radical leftists are attacking Wisconsin values and gave them a quote from the Communist Manifesto. Communism abolishes eternal truth. It abolishes all religion and all morality. It is undeniable that our Wisconsin values... Culture and heritage are under assault by the radical left who are trying to destroy the American way of life. I'll not pander to anyone for telling the truth simply because they don't want to hear it. That's the antithesis of leadership. (sighs) Jesus. And, of course... uh, He's obsessed with sex. Um, And he equates things like bestiality and incest with people who might not love each other the same way that he, Mr. Van Orden, does or approves of. He he belongs to something called the Prayer to Sheen Bible Baptist Church and that they've got all kinds of filthy homophobia and transphobia and generally anti-LGBTQ garbage all over their statement of faith. We believe that God has commanded that no intimate sexual activity be engaged in outside of a marriage between one man and one woman, which they can't find any goddamned evidence of in the Bible. Every time you turn around, it's one man and 753 women. We believe that any form of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, bestiality, incest, fornication, adultery, and pornography are sinful perversions of God's gift of sex. We believe that God disproves of and forbids any attempt to alter one's gender by surgery or appearance. I wish they'd stop thinking about that so much. Well, it's okay. It's okay, Bible Baptist Church of Prairie to Sheen. We see you. You're not fucking valid. Uh, They go on to say they reject evolution. They said that women should be submissive to the scriptural leadership of her husband whatever that means. 
And then, we reject any teaching that abortions of pregnancies due to rape, incest, birth defects, gender selection, birth or population control, or the physical or mental well-being of the mother are acceptable. So the hell with the physical or mental well-being of the mother while we're at it. Van Orden, by the way, was uh, there on the Capitol grounds on January 6, 2021. Why has he not? Well, never mind. Why have they not all been arrested? I guess because it would overwhelm the judicial system, right? Sure. Oh, but all those all those things that they uh, they they condemn, uh, but they still love us. We believe that we should demonstrate love for others, not only toward fellow believers, but also toward both those who are not believers, those who oppose us, and those who engage in sinful actions. Hey, Bible Baptist Church of Prairie du Chien, take your Christian love and. Stuff it. Down your throat, up your ass, I don't care. Stuff it. And take your stinking prayers with you. Told you we had a bunch of more hands. Lots and lots of more hands. And over at Salon, uh, Heather Digby Parton has a great column uh, deconstructing the right-wing response to the attack on Paul Pelosi and fits it within the narrative of right-wing gaslighting. And uh, by putting it in context, among other things, um, she shared a a, a phone threat from last August that uh, Eric Swalwell put up online. Could be kind of triggery. We played this before. First of all, I want to say, not me, but I hope someone cuts that motherfucker's throat from ear to ear. Cut his fucking head off. Swalwell's a worthless piece of shit. Cut his wife's head off. Cut his kid's heads off. I don't give a fuck. Worthless piece of fucking shit blaming everybody but himself and that fucking worthless piece of shit Biden and that fucking sand nigger Kamala Harris. Fuck Black Lives Matter. Fuck the Eagle immigrants. Fuck all you fucking worthless piece of shit. Democrat motherfuckers trying to ruin our country. You fucking worthless piece of shit. Fucking Swalwell. You're a fucking coward-ass pussy. I'd love for some motherfucker to cut your fucking head off. Then cut your wife's head off, too. And your fucking kids. Fucking motherfucker. You're a worthless piece of fucking dog shit. And whoever's listening to this, fuck you, too. Because you're just a Democratic dick sucker, too. Nobody fucking wants to come to California. Tell that to Governor Newsom. Your fucking state's a fucking shithole. That's all it is. Nobody wants to move there. Everybody's leaving your fucking state, but you're too fucking stupid to realize it. You worthless fucking bastards. 
What makes me think this call came in from Texas? I mean, I, I can't be sure. I have absolutely no data whatsoever. Or maybe, you know, yeah, who wants to, I'm calling from Mississippi. Who wants to live in California? Fucking shithole. Somebody just needs to fucking kill all you fucking Democrats. You're a waste of fucking life. Fucking worthless piece of shit. Swalwell, Newsom, Pelosi, Schumer, all you fucking dick-sucking liberals that don't give a fuck about Americans. Sure does spend a lot of time talking about sucking dick, doesn't he? Not saying. Just saying. You know, it's, it's weird, because I'm guessing, unless he's like ace or something, and I don't think he is, I'm guessing he probably likes that to be done to him. But somehow the people who do it are uh, less than. Uh, Steve in New York says, uh, I guarantee that guy was jerking off while leaving that message. Well, it only takes one hand to hold the phone now, doesn't it, Steve? <sighs> Jeremy in Vermont says, fuck. I like to use the word fuck, but fuck, that's pretty extreme. I know. You fucking worthless bastards. Fuck you. I hope all you motherfuckers die. Die, bitches. Trump 2024. Trump 2024, because the GOP rules. We don't deal with fucking idiots like you fucking Democrats. Worthless fucking bastards. Fuck you. No, and by the way, in case you were wondering, there has been a massive proliferation of the use of the N-word over on Twitter uh, now that uh, Napoleon Bonapartheid has taken the reins there. Yeah, of course, it's a false flag operation and it's a bunch of liberals who are out. Yeah, no, sure. But... God, I hope people are fired up to vote. Now, our pal Joy in Ann Arbor pointing out, I'm, she said, uh, I'm holding on to my right, uh, my, uh, my right to vote like Judge Smales clutching his Billy Baru. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Yeah, big hitter, the lamb. Um, Joy and I share a, an absolute, abs, absolute. And love for Caddyshack. You want a fresca? I mean, I make light, but these are the people. These are Nitwit Nero's people. And just this past Friday, an entirely different man from the guy on the phone there. Uh pleaded guilty to threatening to kill Eric Swalwell. Uh, he called Swalwell's office and said, I've got an AR-15 and I'm coming for you. And then, as uh, Heather Digby Parton goes on to point out, uh, there were the three guys who were found guilty last Wednesday of being complicit in a plot to kidnap the governor, the duly elected Democratic governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, because they were mad that they couldn't mow their snow. I'm going to mow the snow and get out in the boat. 
And so it's not particularly well covered by the multimillionaire for-profit media. But right-wing violence is all over the place out there. We talked about the election officials who have been chased out of their jobs uh, in places like Pennsylvania, Bama, Stanvania because of the death threats coming from maggots. And I don't care how many times uh, the maggot camp denounces the death threats. They like them. The, de- the denunciations are de rigueur or pro forma. But this is how they intend to accomplish their coup. I was post- I saw a question on one of the forums I participate in that said, uh, are, you know, are, are you voting? Are you voting in the midterms? And I responded, you're damn right I'm voting. I'm voting like my life depends on it, because it does. And that's the absolute truth. Yeah, one-handed phone use. I knew somebody would do this. Thank you, Lee. Ever heard of hands-free phone calls? Yeah, but with this dude, I'm pretty sure it's not like it takes two hands to handle a whopper, okay? You probably do it with a pair of tweezers. Uh, Jeremy tells me there's a meme going around now that's a picture of uh, of uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, and the the uh, caption says Lex Luthor buys the Daily Planet. That's about the size of it. We'll put Bizarro and Brainiac back on op-ed board, <laughs> but of course. And, you know, with what happened to Paul Pelosi, it's all driven by the, the hate that the right has ginned up against Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I don't recall us ever doing this to Newt Gangrene or Denny the Sweaty Wrestler Hastert, who was later convicted of fucking little boys. <sighs> no. No. He didn't have to fear for his life. I mean, just the memes, the the anti-Nancy Pelosi memes alone are shocking. Uh, Let's see, Time Magazine, uh, this is one, it's a fake Time Magazine cover with a picture of Nancy Pelosi. Time Magazine Cunt of the Year 2020. Sorry about that word. Sickening. And you know why they hate her? Because she so regularly and routinely kicks their ass. There is, for instance, a guy presently doing a year and a half in the stir over his threats to cut the heads off both Nancy Pelosi and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The Capitol Police confirmed that threats against Nancy Pelosi have skyrocketed uh, after January 6th. Max Boot wrote about it at the Washington Post. The New America Think Tank found last year that since September 11, 2001, far-right terrorists had killed 122 people in the United States, 
compared with only one killed by far leftists. A study from the Center for Strategic and International Studies last year found that since 2015, right-wing extremists had been involved in 267 plots or attacks compared with 66 for left-wing extremists. A Washington Post-University of Maryland survey released in January found that 40% of Republicans said violence against the government can be justified compared with only 23% of Democrats. And uh, she points out, Heather Digby Parton does, Republicans don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. They know the current spate of violence isn't aimed at them. It's like Donald Trump telling the Secret Service at the January 6th rally to let armed people in. They're not here to hurt me. They're not here to hurt me. Republicans believe they don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. So they wink and nod and suggest it's all part of the game. Ronna Romney McDaniel said that, uh, well, that's unex- that the attack was unacceptable. And there's no way you can connect that to Republicans. Horseshit. Um, I'm sure that some news program is out there compiling. God, it could be an hour, lo- uh, uh, two hours long, just just of clips of Republicans stoking violence against Nancy Pelosi. And then. Uh, then there's there's this, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, an odious creature, if ever there was one, who blamed the attack on Paul Pelosi. Well, just listen to it. You had to cancel your outdoor inauguration in uh, at the start of 2021. It was the day after the January 6th attack. You talked about direct threats against your family. I think it was the co- your COVID policies that seemed to fire up some people to do these threats. Look, you've had to deal with this. Where do you think these, this rise in uh, political violence is coming from? Well, look, you can go back to the beginning. This started back in the summer of 2020, right? When- what? What? The move toward political violence, I mean, this doesn't even withstand uh, intellectual scrutiny. When, when you saw cities burning, you saw not a lot, of, a whole lot of accountability there. The line for folks that were disagreeing with what might have been happened, not happy with what's happening in their communities, the line completely moved with very little accountability. And that set kind of a new standard in, the, in, the, in a very dangerous way. And then that carries over into the politics and what, what happened in 2020, the insanity of uh, what we saw in January 6th. Uh, what has happened to Steve Scalise, that was years before uh, 2020. The threats on uh, Justice Kavanaugh. So, um, no, Gabby yeah, the threats on Justice Kavanaugh. You mean the guy who turned himself in because he realized he was having bad thoughts? I mean, there's there doesn't seem to be an end to this. It's on both sides of the aisle, but oh, both siderism. And of course, there he is, joke toad, standing by to validate the both siderism.
Look, people have to just take the take the heat down here. I mean, this is America. This is one of the most amazing places on, on the planet Earth. We should all wake up and be grateful. We can disagree and have heated arguments, of course. But when you cross that line into violence, uh, it does your cause no good. It does the system no good. Uh, and it just brings everything to a more fragile state. You, do you not see any connection to former President Donald Trump in all of this? Nah. Oh, there's connection to everybody in, in all of this. No, absolutely. Look, it's not it's not just about former President Trump. It's about yeah. It, 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 there's connections to everybody. Yeah, there's connections to the to the uh, people who run around singing Kumbaya because they just make the other side so mad they have to be violent about it. I mean, and Nancy Pelosi probably brought this on herself, right? I mean, people are getting upset about inflation. They're getting upset with, you know, issues that happen on, on economic anxiety. What we would consider a very minor level, but to them, it's passionate. It's the end. It's just the end of days for them. And they're going to go to that nth degree. And it, it you know what's interesting? In, in, in the midst of all of this, he never mentions any of the freaks who threw tantrums during the height of the pandemic about something as simple as wearing a mask. Oh, no, 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 they were within their right. I understand them, and I'd be upset too. It's just absolutely insane. It is. And again, the answer isn't just, well, we're just going to have more security. Of course, you're going to have to do that at some level. But the answer as a, as a society, as a community, it's not a government solution. It's a cultural solution here in America. And we all, all 300 million of us, have to take a very d deep responsibility towards that. Well, Y'all fuck off. And they are ready to do their damnedest in one week and one day. Amazing how much can change in a year. Last year, October 31st, was a Sunday. And Annette and I got up and, like I said, drove 14 continuous hours down to the Gulf on the moment, most momentous week of my life. And we... The degree to which the fever has risen in these last 365 days, I guess it's to be expected, but somehow or another it manages to still be a little bit shocking. And a lot disturbing. And it's going to get progressively, well, bad word, um, worse. It's interesting when the right wing, or someone on the right wing, a so-called conservative calls bullshit. Um, and Max Boot at the Washington Post did exactly that. Pointing out a number of the, of the same things that Heather Digby Parton was pointing out. 
adding also that another man died after attacking an FBI office because he was so upset about the Bureau's search of Mar-a-Lago. Imagine getting that worked up about some rich guy getting his house searched. Uh, Max Boot noted uh, that Republicans are forever calling every Democrat a socialist. But then when we call Kanye West a fascist for doing fascist things, uh, well, uh, we're, 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 we're hyperventilating. He said, when people march down the street chanting, Jews will not replace us, it's hyperbole to link them to anti-Semitism. When an elected official posts photos of his vacation at Adolf Hitler's summer home, the same isn't seen on the other side with a Democratic official worshipping at the grave of Hugo Chavez. And it's fascinating that the New York Times recently pointed out that the majority of verbiage that make uh, purports to make monsters of Democrats, liberals, progressives, the majority of that language is coming from Republicans. Max Boot went on to point out uh, the, the attacks on hospitals and doctors who do nothing more than try to take care of kids in crisis. Death threats, bomb threats. And as Stephen New York points out, uh, remind me, who was it that attacked the Capitol? Who was it who waved their guns at BLM protesters? Who was it who sought to capture and put on trial Pelosi, Pence, AOC, and others? Who was it who carried zip ties into the Capitol? Who who was it who shat on the House floor? Who was it who implored the crowds at his rallies to beat protesters up and who didn't this past weekend? I did notice this. That guy was using the Jim Short School of Public Speaking where one speaks really fast and says nothing. Then, of course, there's two-door Dixon, because Michigan can't afford the four-door model. Uh, Remember, she's the uh, uh, GOP nominee for governor in Michigan and former softcore porn actress. And uh, she has finally figured out that she needs to move a little bit to the center if she wants to have a chance of winning. Um, well, the for two years, she also hosted a daily TV show on Real America's Voice. Ugh. Um, Among other things, uh, she has repeatedly defended blackface. Wow. 
and uh, has talked about how she hates jobs and and women who wear them. Um, The blackface comment came over uh, a YouTuber by the name of Jenna Marbles, uh, who did an impression of Nicki Minaj and blackface. Tudor Dixon, former softcore porn actress, uh, said, Well, what is acting if you're not acting like someone else? It was clearly comedy, so this is where we are right now. Comedians have to go by the wayside. We can no longer have comedy. <sighs> the problem is the only thing that Republicans think are funny are jokes that are racist. And then she had a conniption over Mrs. Butterworth's, in which she did black voice. I wish I was kidding. I am not. You know, for pity's sakes. Really? Doing a mammy voice? Well, you know, you do you, two-door. And, uh... Oh, she, she, she checks off all the boxes, and dear God, please, Michigan... Please have the common decency to send this woman packing. Crowds are getting a little cranky with Hirsch. Um, check it out. Right, and I want to thank you again for coming and thank all of you here for being here. And I'm going to take a couple of questions. You're so far back, I don't know. You didn't ask her. Well, we can, if I can hear her. Yes, yeah, if you can hear the question. Are any, any of the people behind you, have they received eviction notices? And if so, could they speak to us? Uh, no, we want you to go in and see the people behind us. That's the reason you're here. I hope you're going to go in and see the people behind us. That's the reason I brought you down here. You're here in Atlanta, and you have not come down to see this. So I brought you down here, so now you can go in. And see the people right here. I hope you're going to go in. Are you going to do that or no? Uh-huh. No, are you going to do that or no? Yes. But oh, you're going to go in. So that's, what, that's the reason I brought you here. I brought you here to go down right here, walk over right here, walk over and visit the people, and we want to make sure you visit the people here. I am the question. I think I asked the question. Okay, next question. Next question. Next question. Uh, you're going to go in and visit the people as well. You're going in and visit the people. Got that question. Yes, next question. Next. Yes. Go ahead. I got her right here. Uh, he ain't answering the question because he doesn't know the answer. Uh, Fox News TV Radio Rwanda naturally uh, found something to have a hissy about. 
saying, uh, you know, this is all a sto- uh, 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 citing a guy that, you know, they uh, didn't have, you know, audio of, I guess. Uh, um. But said that uh, somebody in the crowd said he's nothing but a house N-word. And this was all about evictions. Protesters reportedly attack Herschel Walker with racial slur. Crash press conference on Warnock evictions. Have any of those people actually received a notice of eviction? No, no, okay. A number of witnesses at the event said they heard the racial slur. Heard. But uh, naturally, the Fox News TV Radio Rwanda ignores the underlying problem because they've been howling and barking and grunting about uh, Reverend Senator Warnock evicting people, and yet they weren't bringing people to the to the podium to talk about it. They were just back there as, uh, you know, stage props. Herschel Walker not answering the question. Um, Lee asked, did he want to not answer or did he forget the question? Oh, that's cold. I love the line from uh, Pastor Bryant pointing out they had to drag him back from Texas to run in Georgia. It's true. It's true. And the subject line neighbors, Matt in San Francisco, says, I know we're all supposed to love our neighbor and all, but these people are unhinged and dangerous. They need some serious therapy. And San Francisco as a city seems to get them really going. Just the thought of two men holding hands on the sidewalk, it drives them into the stratosphere. These folks are scary. They are. They are. Um, Because they will shoot people for holding hands. God forbid a kiss. I mean, uh, uh, this was years ago, but a trans girl was murdered for just walking down the street. Just walking down the street, and when they tried the dude, he put up the trans panic defense. He lost his mind and killed her because she existed within his sight. Oh, you know, basically, Matt, there are San Francisco is code for LGBTQ. Chicago is code for black. And New York is code for Jews. So anytime you hear a Republican losing their shit about San Francisco, you know that there's underlying homophobia, transphobia, etc. 
When you hear them losing their minds about Chicago, as Charlie Kirk did in the clip at the beginning of the program, that's code for black folks. And, yeah, New York. Um, <laughs> Stephen New York says, as Asa is known to chime in with the Jews, I'm nominating Matt, Tracy, and I to chime in with the gays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, if you look on my Facebook page, you'll notice uh, a picture of me with a skeleton. And uh, my remark, I told you, I've got a problem with guys ghosting me. <sighs> yeah. So uh, we're, we are at the halfway point of the program. Thank you so much, John, for jumping in on fundraising. We're down to $564 to finish the month of October. It would be great if we could... Uh, Knock that out. Thank you, John, for getting us started and keeping it from being, abs being an absolute goose egg. Uh, that's John in, in PA. Thank you. Wow. Uh, the uh, a clip, a, a photo clipped out of the Oz show of uh, Oz standing next to a Nazi staff car. Stephen New York pointing out, uh, can you fucking imagine if any Democrat had given a speech standing by V.I. Lenin's automobile? Oh, you'd, it, it, it would be forever... Scorched into your brain, that's for damn sure. <sighs> what a lovely photo. You and a skeleton, Steve asks, when did you take a photo with Michael Chertoff? I should have expected that or a Rick Scott reference. I'll never learn. And thank you very kindly uh, to Ralph's jumping in. So now we're down to 539. Thank you, Ralph's. And for some reason or another... I'm having a hard time connecting the... Uh, Stress line to the roadcaster. Um, I don't know who's on. I don't know who's on the stress line right now, but I think I'm going to have to uh, reboot the phone. Because it's being weird.
hopefully it'll reconnect. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, Christopher jumping in. Uh, happy Salon. A cowbell for something hilarious you said earlier, but I'm at a loss to remember what it was. I know, they come and they go so fast. Uh, thank you, Christopher. So that gets us down to uh, 524. 524 to finish the month of October. Okay, this is a little too much. It's not prayer meeting Wednesday, but Jesus, really. Uh, enter Johnny Teague. Johnny Teague is a maggot running for the uh, 7th Congressional District in Texas. And Johnny Teague is, of course, a good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual, Christian. And um, according to the Jewish Telegraphic Agency publication, Johnny Teague wrote him some fanfic. He wrote him some fanfic about, of all people, Anne Frank. Anne Frank, of course, was murdered by the Nazis for being Jewish. But, well, Johnny Teague wanted a happy ending. And so he wrote a fanfic that gave her one. According to the report... Johnny Teague, an evangelical pastor and business owner who won the who won the district's uh, primary in March, uh, published wrote and published something called "The Lost Diary of Anne Frank," and he wrote it kind of like the diary of Anne Frank. He imagined her final days in Auschwitz and Bergen-Belsen. And uh, uh, the reporter, Andrew Lappin, said it picks up where her original journey left off. That, according to the pitch for the book. And uh, the report goes on and says uh, that that Teague, Johnny Teague said, I'd love to learn more about Jesus and all he faced in his dear life as a Jewish teacher. That's that's the, those are the words that Teague puts in the mouth of Anne Frank. And he says that her dad, Anne Frank's daddy, tried to get her a copy of the New Testament. And Otto Frank survived the Holocaust. But according to Johnny Teague, he did that because he loved Jebus. Why? Why? Why can't they stay out of this? 
that poor, poor girl. That poor murder victim. I mean, this is kind of like when the uh, when the Mormons baptize the dead in Lappin's report. He notes, later, Anne does learn about Jesus through other means, reciting Christian psalms and expressing sympathy for Jesus' plight. By book's end, Anne is firm in her belief that every Jewish man or woman should ask questions like, where is the Messiah? Did he come already and we didn't recognize him or have a box of Kleenex for him? Oh, I added that last part. Naturally, Johnny Teague is one of the Disgusting Christian nationalists, as the saying goes. Oy vey. Can't, it, it. can't let the poor girl rest in peace. Hopefully he won't win, Johnny Teague, because we don't need more of that on the floor of the house. Oof. Oh, and by the way, Brother Deacon Asa says, I second New York Steve's motion. So, uh, Tracy, you and Steve and Matt are responsible for the gays. Yeah. Because Brother Deacon Ace will keep doing what he does. Let's go over to, uh, well, speaking of Tracy. Hey, Tracy, how are you? Nope, oh, wrong button. Sorry. There we are. As requested. <laughs> oh, I think we've started a new thing. <laughs> and also, since I could do this, the blood! Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, oh, 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 and the women. Oh, the women. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, 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 I'm kind of. Well, I know I'm not entirely alone, but I'll, I'll handle the trans. Right, that part. So you know, we, you know, we gotta keep, you know, keep every, everybody happy. I just, I was just listening to what you said about old boy and Anne Frank thing. Did he have have a meeting with Kanye to be the most... You had to go there. I I mean, first he did, you know, I mean, well, we don't have a time, we don't have time to do the the, 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 the disgusting and the, the level of this... Oh, so my new thing is, you know, we got how to do fist grease and wearing the hair off my ass and, you know, and that part. And so now my my mama and I have come up with the latest thing when, just, when I'm just fed up. The level of disrespect. So there's another Tracy. Because we're tired. Yeah, just, just wore out. I mean, you know, just, just but when I woke up this morning to the TMZ article 
And you know I can't stand TMZ. I just, but I know Kanye West posted on his on his Instagram page because I guess they reinstated his janky ass uh, about you know being digitally lynched. Did he take it? And then taking the page from Clarence Thomas, um, and could he had the nerve to put like comparing himself to Emmett Till. And put the picture of Emmett Till. I know, I know. On this, I just can't with these people, Robin. See, when I saw that, and me and and because when I saw it, I was on the phone with Bernadette, and she's like, "Just stop reading it. Just, just if you, just please, please stop reading. Please, you know." You know, in full transparency, I never really, it's not that I never cared for Kanye. He just wasn't the music I was listening to. And the only, and I didn't really even hear of Kanye West until after Katrina when he was on national television and said, George Bush don't care about black folk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh oh, young, young squire, you okay, okay. Listen to you, okay. And then the craziest. But, you know, but I, I never paid him any mind. I never, because he just wasn't in my purview. It, it was just, you know, he wasn't in my periphery. I didn't care. He, anything, his music, nothing. I didn't care. And then he made, oh, and then on top of that, so I did a Google search. You know, in 2004, he actually, one of his lyrics was about Emmett Till talking about, please don't let, basically, don't let me end up looking, you know, looking like Emmett Hill or, you know, something to that effect. In other words, you know, he gave, you know, respect and all that to Emmett Hill back in 2004. And so I don't know exactly, you know, everybody said, I think his mom died in 07. So I think that's when the crazy, I mean, they, you know, he already had issues, but then when his mama died, but we can't give him no more passes. I was done with him when he said that slavery was a choice. Yeah, I mean that—that was—that was clue. Hmm. I said that was a clue. Okay. Yeah, that was a clue. That was a clue. That was like okay, and like I said, it—it—it it, it didn't hurt my feelings at no point to 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 kick Kanye to the curb at that point. I was like, well, okay. He, the boy, the boy's a little touched, but still, you know. But now, I mean, first he went after George Floyd. Oh, and now he's now he's trying to walk that back and apologize and all that. Because now he was saying, Did he, oh, he said now he knows what it's like to have a knee on his neck, Bruh, The, the only reason why there's a your knee on your yeah, neck? No, no, you're a billionaire. Ain't no, well, yeah, it's self-inflicted, but there ain't no knee on his neck. And he's breathing just fine. He's breathing just fine. But every, all this stuff that's happening to you, you it's like I used to say, I hate to do it to you, but you brought it on yourself. There's nobody to blame. Nobody. Nobody. Okay, let me just say. Let me let me get my molasses voice. Nobody. Yes, I did that. 
nobody is to blame but his ignorance. See, I don't even give him an R. It's I just ignorant. There's no o, o, ignorant. I can't even give him the O or the R. Ignorant. Okay. There is nobody to play but himself. That's it. Full stop. Period. It's just and that's like again, you know, when you hear stuff, it's bad enough when it comes from the buddy, the guy that you were just reading about. You know, when it's a white supremacist, white nationalist, white, you know, whatever, you know, Christian nationalist, whatever they want to call you, say at the, you know, whatever moniker they want to use at the top, at any given time. But when it comes from somebody that is part of your quote-unquote tribe or your group or your whatever, it's just... It's just beyond. It is beyond. So, yeah, whatever. Oh, so I finally watched Elvis. Okay, so Dish. Okay, so Dish. So, it was a, be- it was a beautiful movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Told you. Oh, Jesus. It was a beautiful movie. And top man listening to... He was evil. I don't know, you know, there's always the Hollywood treatment of stuff, and but he was not, he was a horrible human being and stole from Elvis. Just, you know, and come to find out the reason why he wouldn't let him tour, you know, you know, do a world tour is because he was. Yeah, he was, a, yeah, he was a POS. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't, he couldn't leave the country. Oh God, oh God! It, it was just, but that young man that played him, uh huh, those eyelashes, those eyes, were those his? Were those his, or were those? <laughs> I don't know. That those look like they're factory orders. But baby. Mm hmm. Purdy. That boy was Purdy. Yeah, him Purdy. You Purdy. Now that that boy was Purdy. That man, I I was just like, then I had to go back. Remember, I have this thing about Elvis and well, he, know, he, the the, the, er, the, the early Elvis thing. scenes, the early Elvis scenes remind me of a famous uh, uh, '80s new wave tune by the Psychedelic Furs and a, and, a, and a movie of the same name, Pretty in Pink. Presley and pretty much every white artist that appropriated black music because black folks was doing that music and singing that music long before Elvis Presley, but because he was a white boy, he got the fame and adoration. And Sam and Sam and Sam Phillips was recording the music and Sam Phillips was pressing the records and Sam Phillips was selling them and they were called race records. But the white kids were listening when their parents were out of earshot. Right. And so when Elvis recorded on Sun Records, 
Because it's like, well, we can't have no Negro on the Hayride. And I'm pretty sure they didn't say Negro. But, <laughs> and they said, no, that's a white boy. What do you mean that's a white boy? And so I found, so I Googled because, you know, everybody's like, Elvis, there was this quote that was attributed to Elvis Presley that the only thing, and it seems to have been, been proven that it wasn't true or nobody has actually been able to find where he actually said it, that the only thing a black person could do for me was wash my car and shine my shoes. And I'm like, oh. And so then there was all these other articles. So the article that I read was in Rolling Stone magazine. And they talked about that, but then and they definitely talked about the appropriation of black music. But what they, what it was a very, and I got to find it again so I can send it to you. But one of the things that, you know, Elvis is being vilified by what people thought he said, whereas other artists, white, rich white people, white men in rock and roll have gotten just a pat on the, you know, oh, you know, there's no big, so there was, I guess there was Eric Clapton going off at a concert uh, about Pakistani people calling them walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was uh, Elvis Costello, and let's not talk, let's not forget about, you know, the, the, the racist music song Brown Sugar and you know just the things that these songs that are iconic and these music artists that are icons as well but they nobody's called them you know because you know me I'm not a music person like you are so there's I'm pretty there's a but I know Brown Sugar you know and and unless that the, and the colored girls go do do do, it's like mm-hmm. no 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 that's you know? that's walk on the wild side, honey. Well, I know. Yeah, but it's, that's Lou, it's yeah like, Lou Reed. But Lou Reed, but it's just like ah, really. But people still sing this stuff. People still play this stuff, and there's never been. I don't know if there's ever been an apology, because again, I'm not, you know, uh, a music historian or anything like that, but I, you know, I guess there was some walking back, because I guess they realized, oh, we can't say that stuff anymore. Really? You shouldn't have said it back then in the first place. It's just... Yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That part. It's like, because here's my thing, like, there, like when people wear certain things, just because I make it in your sizes don't mean you should wear it. And I know that's not a nice thing to say, you know. No, 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 that's something I have to be told from time to time. Right. Just because they make it in your size does not mean you should wear it. You know, because, not because of anything other than it's not flattering. It doesn't make you look good. It, right. If you're gonna go out. If you're gonna spend, if you're gonna spend money on an outfit, if you're gonna go out and do stuff. Oh, I've been then, involved in a two-year experiment of, in 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 what looks good on me and what does not. And the does nots, there. I mean, it it, it it the does nots. It is not even a close call. Right. Because see, 
it, like when I go shopping, and I, you know, because I do a lot of shopping online, and I order the stuff, and I have it delivered at home because I don't, because trying on clothes at um, stores is just is depressing enough as it is. Yeah. But have to peel your, to peel yourself in and out. So at least if I'm out. Oh wait, I mean, I mean, I get all that. Try being me in the ladies' department. Right. In swimsuit season. In Walmart. I mean, lucky for me, uh, although, you know, granted, suspiciously large woman, I pass most of the time. And here we are back at the, back, back at the, the concept of passing again. It's a, I kind of caught what you were saying about that. What was I, I? I was hearing it, but I didn't hear it. What were you talking about with passing? Well, you, I, I I Sammy, Sammy Bad Breath was letting his uh, 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 inner, uh, what do you what do you call it, indigenophobe, uh, out to play today in court in the Supreme Court. Oh no! Oh no! No no! And he was questioning uh, whether someone could self-identify as an indigenous American on a college entrance, a college application, and if they checked off the box that said American Indian, uh, what if they what if it's only their great great grandfather who might have been indigenous? Say what? Oh, yeah. He, I, I mean, I played the clip. Go back and check out the podcast later. He goes on and on and on. He goes, great grandfather, great great grandfather. Do I have to go on? And I hate the obs- the obsequious behavior of lawyers in front of because they have to. You know, they they know that these are uh, these these are law these people are laws unto themselves. So they have to get up there and abase themselves and kiss ass. Oh well, no, your honor. I mean, I think I would agree with you too in that instance with a great grandfather. But if you're black, I mean, and see, it's and, and see, it's all it's a case. It's a case all about. It's it's a case about <clears throat> affirmative action. Affirmative action, right? And 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 whether the state of North Carolina can use uh, ethnic data whatsoever in its admissions policies. And so, rather than being obvious and talking about black folks, Sammy Badbreath instead uh, went down the Native American path as a means of getting in a dig at Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, oh, God. Who, by the way, does have indigenous genetic material in her makeup. And so it's not a it's not a question of your genetics; it's a question of how one's community accepts one. There you go. Okay, it's community, not individual. But in the course of all of that, I mentioned you know uh, back in the day, in the time period to which Sammy Badbreath would dearly love to re- uh, return, there ain't no boxes on no uh, on, on college applications for what ethnicity one is because it is presumed that the only people who really have any business there are white folks and primarily white male folks and so the only way you know the only way you could sneak your 
your your your indigenous or or black uh, or brown self into uh, into one of these schools would be to pass as white. Mm-hmm. You know, like J. Edgar Hoover did. Oh, don't forget about, well, I don't know, I mean, she, Carol Channing, but I don't think she asked, I mean, she, it was her great grand, it was a grandparent or something. Um, and she, no, I don't think she knew about it until later, but still. That's why when you have people uh, uh, passing, you, you, there's a lot of them that do not have children. Because you never know when that Negro dream might come popping up when they got that curly hit that that <laughs> and they the baby be tan. Off in polite circles that's called off coffee. Off coffee, right. That would be cafe Olay. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the Olay. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh you bitches, would you get out the middle of the street? What the hell? I'm sorry. It's like this fool is. And w- <laughs> oh, if you could just see what's going on here. It's like, can we go? But anyhow. Oh, that's right. Tonight is Halloween. Oh, yes. I have to hurry up and get home. Oh, you God. got your candy already? Oh, no. We're not doing that this because I have class tonight from 6 to 8, which is the, you know, the prime Halloween candy trick or treating hours. And baby, you know, if a if a, a leaf passes by the house, Kimba loses her crap. I, I can't do it this today. And plus, I'm having allergy things happening right now, so I I, I I'm not. This is not the day for people, little childrens running up and ringing our doorbell. I'm actually gonna put a you know, cause this is I mean, this is how serious it's gonna be. We are turning off the lights. In the, we're turning off the porch light. Smart. We're not going to be. I'm going to be. In, I'm going to be off in my living in my office. Jan's going to be in her, in the bedroom, and and she's going to be in the bedroom with Kimba with the door closed. And I, you know, don't. And I'm going to put something because oh, we have a ring doorbell, so I'm going to put something over the doorbell just in case people don't catch the hint. And we did not put up any Halloween decorations. None of that. N- none of that. Because I'm like, no, no. I said, I said, that's what I get for living in the suburbs. But see, then again, we had a big, I didn't participate because I had plans, um, but we had a big Halloween um, on party thing on my block. And they, they, people, they had the houses decorated. They had, we had a taco truck and all these sort of things. Oh, fun. And yeah, it was just in our neighborhood. And, of course, you can invite, because I've invited friends with little kids, but, um, and so they came, you know, but like I said, I had plans. I went to see the Soweto um, Gospel Choir on Saturday afternoon. And, Robin, it was the most amazing thing. I thought it was just going to be a choir. They did choreography. They had dancing. So the first half of the show were freedom songs from the you know, the fight against apartheid, and then the second half of the show, they sang um, civil rights songs. So yeah, it it it, it was 
it was amazing. I just, you know, but so when I came home on Saturday evening, I'm like, why are there all these cars parked on my block? And then I remember, oh, yes, the Halloween thingy. Are you guys putting out candy and stuff? No, because we got, we got sick babies here. So. Oh, that's right. Trying not to remind the five-year-old that it's Halloween. She's going to have attitudes like you. Just don't want to make her sad. I know. No. Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> my mom's youngest, one of my mom's sisters, the one that told you her birthday was on Friday, so the year that she was born, she was born in 56. So the year that she was born, they couldn't go trick-or-treating because, you know, baby. And she, my mom's like, you know, I should have known we were going to have problems with her. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that was born that close to Halloween and prevented us from going trick-or-treating, problematic, problematic. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm you know, this whole, this respiratory thing that these ba that the babies are getting, it's no, it is, it is no joke. I mean, I'm, I am triple and double back, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know what, I mean, I know, of course, it's a rhetorical question, what's going on, but it's, well, which is, you know, climate change, global warming, and all this, because not only am I having issues with allergies, which I've never had in, you know, this, especially this time of the year. I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, and I was told that it, it's that been it, it, it has it has been uh, it has been a year for mosquitoes. I it, it is like I mean we we are stuck away from November, okay? And here I am, and, and apparently there's some new there's some crazy new mosquito or something because one of I was told by when the kid when they were welcome to climate change. They're called, they're actually these mosquitoes that are basically called ankle biters. I'm getting mosquito bites all on both ankles, Robin, and on my feet. And it's just, I'm like, what in the world? And then I have mosquito bites. I hardly gotten, I hardly got any mosquito bites over the summer, okay? Help. I was in Panama for almost for a week, did not get one insect bite, and I was in the damn tropics where I should have got, if I was going to get mosquito bites, it should have been there. Robin, not one mosquito bite, not one. They probably take mosquito bites seriously down there. Yes, man. That, I mean, it, I think it's a national pastime. I think people probably compare. Girl, look where I got that mosquito bite. Girl, look at how many mosquito bites I got. Not one, not one mosquito, not one mosquito bite, not one, not one, not one. But in October, I'm getting mosquito bites. In L.A., in a LA. desert, a desert. A desert. With, I mean, no that, that's that's, that's kind that's that's kind of that's kind of definitional to uh, uh, rotten luck. I'm eating. I'm getting eaten up by mosquitoes in the damn desert. In the damn desert, but there's. You know, where there's been no rain, no standing water, none of that. And I'm getting Shit, if there was some standing water, somebody somebody from Bel Air would come and water their lawn with it. Oh, Kim Kardashian. Yes. 
Oh, and by the way, you inspired some uh, 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 Jeremy with a note on uh, Kanye. The song you're thinking of was Through the Wire. It was about the near-deadly crash he had where he had his jaw wired shut. And, yes, he was semi-normal until his mom died, and then he went off the deep end and off his meds. Right. And Lee reminds us, another bad Kanye moment. Remember when he got on stage to say that Taylor Swift did not deserve the award she just got? Oh, right. See, that was an anti-black song, you know, but that was horrible. That 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 was, oh, my God. And, you know, I mean, okay, let, we won't get into how I felt about Taylor Swift. That's another conversation. But, you know. Oh, and you talk about passing. I just got to, uh, who was uh, who was Charles Curtis, the first vice president of color? A member of the Caw Nation, Curtis served under Herbert Hoover, but he left a troubling legacy on Native American issue. So Curtis, Curtis was born, Charles Curtis was born in 1860 to a white father from a wealthy Topeka family and a mother who was one quarter Caw, also a tribe also known as Kansa or Kansa, Kansas. And uh, his mother died when he was little. His father fought for the Union in the Civil War, and so he uh, lived on the Kaw Reservation, grew up speaking Kanza and French before he learned English, and then he uh, passed as white and was vice president under Herbert Hoover as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Native folks, so, like, you know, I sent you the... Um the stuff so you can watch AMC Plus. So I watched, I've been watching Dark Wind. Okay. And baby, okay, I mean, it's set, what I'm loving about it, it's set in 1971, so it's like right at the beginning of the, you know, because it's following, you know, at the beginning of the 70s when the Black Power Movement was Where'd you go? Tracy. Tracy? Did your Bluetooth crap out? I hate it when that happens. Well, we'll see what happens when Tracy comes back. Because the call dropped. I hate it when that happens. Um... So, just a quick wander around uh, the news, a little January 6th stuff. Um, We're finding out now that the Secret Service never bothered to brief uh, Mike Pencilneck Geek or his staff about the online threats against him before January 6th. You know, if uh, if if I had any any respect or sympathy for Mike Pencil neck geek, but I don't because he's a transphobe and a homophobe and a xenophobe and a bigot. In other words, a Christian. Uh, or one of those kinds of Christians. Uh, I'd feel kind of bad. 
CNN's learned that Pence and his team were never briefed on those threats, according to a source familiar, and only learned of them when they were made public during this month's hearing, you know, the January 6th committee. A spokesman for the Secret Service also declined to comment on whether P Pence was briefed on threats. They were apparently perfectly happy to see Mike Pence hanging from the old from the sour apple tree. Jesus, uh, maybe we got Tracy back. You there? Was was it something I said? Wasn't on me. I, I had nothing to do with that. One minute you're there, one minute you're not. Yeah, that's the that's the Game of Thrones guy. And um, plus the writers and the actors are the majority of the people on that show are natives. Natives and Navajo is based in New Mexico in 1971 on the um, on the Navajo reservation, and it's about um, three um, Navajo. Uh, Three cops that are for, you know on the reservation, but it's it's I I inadvertently binged pretty much I got up just like I think eight episodes and somehow I managed to watch what you know the beautiful thing about AMC Plus there's no commercial and actually this show is only on AMC Plus it's not on AMC like Breaking Bad was and all that so yeah. But, you know, and I wasn't even going to get AMC Plus. I was going to be fine with it because I just, if I spend more mo anything else, any more money on anything, Janet's going to cut me and watch me leave. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, or cut me down to the white meat or what have you. But I went online because I was seeing how much it was going to cost. And they actually had a special. Um, I think it ends today. But if you sign up and pay for the entire year up front, it's like $59 for the entire year. Wow. And, you know, so, and that's, and it's not just AMC Plus, it's BBC America, it's Sundance, it's um, independent film channel. I think it's like four different um, channels. Um, so I'm like, you know, why? You know, for so fifty nine dollars for the year, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. No, for all that, so, yeah, it won't yeah, be fifty nine dollars no, next but, year. No, but then I, then what you do? You call and say you're going to cancel, and then they'll give you the price that they gave you your initial price. That's how you do that. That's how you know. The only thing it doesn't work on is with Netflix because they can give a damn, but. You know, um, Netflix. I mean, not Netflix. Oh, speaking of Netflix, you guys be aware. So the other day, just a couple of days ago, I got a text message claiming it was from Netflix um, saying that um, my account had been suspended because I hadn't paid. And I knew that wasn't true, but I just clicked on it just to see. And oh my God. The thing, it looked just like the Netflix interface. 
And I'm like, really? You know, so I reported. Yeah. Oh my God. It looked exactly like the Netflix interface. You know, with my, because, you know, it was going to ask me for my signing information, my sign on information and all that sort of stuff. Oh my God. So if you guys get any, just any text messages from, you know, claiming to be your bank or Netflix, because that's Jan got got. And they almost cleaned out her checking account because they called. Oh my. They spoofed it. Uh, she, she has Citibank. And they spoofed the Citibank number. So if you ever get a phone call, especially like from, you know, saying that, and it shows up on your phone at Citibank or whatever, tell them, okay, thank you, I'll call Citibank, you know, I'll call back when I get a chance. And then you call the number on your the back of your credit card or you go on to the, you know, to, you know through your, you know, the online account or whatever to verify, but yeah, it, it, these people are getting, it's, 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 that's scary. I mean, it looked exactly like the web, the Netflix website, exactly. So That's a little that, frightening. You know, it is frightening. It is frightening. Because it's like, you know what, could you imagine... If these people who put in all this effort to be evil and nefarious and all this other stuff actually put all their their powers down, you know, for good and actually try to do, make a change in the world, could you imagine what kind of world we would be? I mean, these people, they spend, God only knows how much time, I mean, you know me, you know me in computers, I don't know how, how long it takes to do stuff, but... Um, how much effort it takes to to build a fake website that looks exactly like Netflix. Yeah, but consider 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 the potential returns if you're one of the scumbags that does that kind of stuff. I oh god, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. If they use if they put their effort into doing good things, could you imagine what would could, you know? Yeah, where's the money in that? Where's the, yeah, but where's the money in that? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, we, we talk about hackers and, 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 and the people that run this shit. We need to understand, though, those are some stone-cold capitalists. That oh, right God. there is unabashed, unregulated, free market, Wild West capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just, like the, just like the drug trade is. It's what they want. And if you try to, and, 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 you know, if you're a purist, you can say, hey, we've got drug laws and we've got laws against hacking website and, and, and fishing people's. It, why do you hate capitalism? Right. Because the, the laws against all that shit are regulations upon capitalism. Plain and simple. But by the way, you, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Netflix. I spent. Saturday afternoon, I don't know why I uh, did it, but I did. Um, I clicked, well, I mean, it's getting a hell of a lot of press, and for good reason. Uh, I spent north of two hours of my life watching the German version, and it's a first of its kind, the German version of the German novel, uh, 
all quiet on the Western Front. Really? About the First World War. And, Lord, there's nothing to laugh at in there. And it is, it is a reminder of the horrors, the abject horrors of World War One because we tend to gloss over it now and say, oh, World War One, and then there was World War Two. Right. But 17 million people lost their lives in that stupid war. And the fact that it was just a, it was a family squabble among cousins that happened to kill 17 million people. You know, at, at the end of the First World War, why there was any royalty left after that, I don't know. That part. But, you know, one of the things that... It's typically looked at as, you know, the, 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 the British and the French and eventually the Americans against the, the, the uh, Germans and the Austro-Hungarians and the Turks. But it was actually a very diverse war. And there was one little nod toward it toward the end of the film. No, no spoilers. But uh, there is a French officer standing in a trench with a black man. And what you don't know, or what most people don't know, is that those colonial powers called upon people in their colonies to come fight their war for them. Exactly. And so there were, there were tens of thousands of, uh, of, of people of color from uh, French colonial Africa. Everywhere from Algeria to Cameroon. And let's not forget, you know, bring it, you know, me, you know, it's always about race with me because. And God knows, and yeah, and, and God and God knows the British brought in uh, the, the, the fighters uh, from India. Of course, but you know, for black men, it was when they, especially when they went to France, it was the first time in their lives that they were treated like human beings. You know, once they got past, you know, the white people telling the French women that um, the black black men had tails, you know, because, you know, monkeys. And once they found out that wasn't true, they were like, well, y'all, okay. And then, you know, let's not forget we got, you know, Sister Miss Josephine Baker and all that there. And then, but, you know, you talk about the horrors of how many black men after World War II one were came home and were lynched in their uniform after serving yep. their country. Oh, and by the way, um, um, interview with the vampire. Yeah, it starts in New Orleans in 1910. So there's reference about you know um, World War One, prohibition, the Warren twenties, the Depression, all sorts of stuff and how it affected black people because the um, the Louise, the character that was played by Brad Pitt in that abominable movie, um, was is played by a black Creole man. And it's the I I cannot wait until you get to watch it. Um, because it's it is so, it's everything that I, because I think, and Anne Rice is actually one of the producers. And so, yeah. Wait, Anne Rice is dead. 
wait a minute. The how is she a producer? Is, is this like a, the VC Andrews thing? No, did she? I don't know. Maybe she's got a daughter named Anne Rice. Well, her the reason. Well, I don't know if she had any more kids, but the the the, re, the story behind why she wrote Interview with a Vampire back in the seventies with the Vampire Rubber is because her daughter she had a daughter that died of leukemia, and in her grief, I'm like, well, okay, so in your grief, you write about. Uh, homo homoerotica and vampires. Okay, okay. Everybody deals with their grief differently. Okay. Just staying busy. Got to stay busy. <laughs> You're staying busy, but apparently, this because I read the. Did you read any of the Vampire Chronicle books? I read one of them. Okay, um, I read them all, but it was God. It was back in the '80s, but. This version is, pro- I mean, the richness, the, the cinematography, the the costumes, the writing is, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's sexy as all get out, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there is some scary parts in it, too. Is it H-A-W-T hot, hot? Hot. Yeah, it's like I, you're getting the vapors. Watching it, I mean, and you got two beautiful, you got, and everybody in it is just beautiful. But wait, so I'm staring at this woman that's playing Louise's mom, right? And I'm like, why does this woman look familiar? I'm staring at her, and I'm staring at her. Are you ready for who it is, sir? Oh no, Radon Chong. But she does. The reason why I didn't recognize her is because she did a great job with the acting. I didn't even recognize it. I don't know if it was just because of the makeup, because, you know, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, like an older woman. So I don't really, I don't even know. I know she's older than me, but I, I think she actually might be 60. So, yes. Yeah, wow. Yes. I think she was born, yeah, I think she was born in 61. Oh, so that makes her what sixty? Yeah, so that makes her sixty-one, depending on when her birthday is. You know, so yes, but you know, when you guys get a chance, I I can't I cannot wait for your your take on it. Well, it being Halloween, I think we'll watch it tonight. Yes, 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 please, yes. And I think this only may be, and that's oh, and that's another cool thing about having AMC Plus because apparently I guess because if you watch it on AMC, um, you know through cable, you have to wait until like you know because it comes on at ten o'clock at night, so you have to wait until you know ten o'clock at night your time to watch it or the next day or what have you. But I guess with AMC Plus, not only do you have to not have to wait, but then I guess they give you get to see. Uh, next episode, so I think um, you'll be able to. Watch, I think in, I think you're, uh, you'll be able to catch up with it until you know it ends. Oh, cool! Yeah. So yeah, and the thing with Dark Winds is the fact that um, that show 
if you watch it, you could binge the whole season because I guess that came out in July. So, and apparently, oh, get this. So apparently, in the early aughts, they had on PBS, because um, I sent you the article, Wes Studi and Adam Beach, they did three movies about, uh, one was called Skinwalkers, one was called, there were three different movies um, that was were produced by um, PBS, um, right after the other. So they had three different movies with the, the characters that are in this, the current version of it. So, I, of course, me being me, I went on PBS's website, and you can get two of the three DVDs. Um, they actually had it. They did have a DVD a while ago that had all three versions on it, but now you can only get the two of them. But I love West Studi. He's just amazing. And that was one of the things we were talking about in the article that I sent you was you know, PBS tried, and, uh, and like 20 years later, uh, I mean, you know, marginalized folks, be able to tell your stories. I, I, I have problems when, you know, white people try to tell our story, and then at least they like, they let, okay, well, we let, we're letting you act in it, so why are you tripping? But I, I just, I, I, love, I love the fact that there are native writers, and then we have this whole, you know, wave of black writers. Oh, as, as black shells. As a matter of fact, um, on Hulu and um, Kerry Washington and Larry Wilmore, um, they have a production company called the Onyx Collective, and they they have they have a show a, a, a documentary on now about black hair. Um, and you got people like Oprah Winfrey, Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, uh, Ayanna Presley, um, talking about, you know, our hair and the trauma and the beauty and all that. But they also have this show now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called Reasonable Doubt, and it's about a black female high-powered attorney here in L.A., and she's wrapped up embroiled in a murder case. And, oh, I mean, it's, 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 I wouldn't say, okay, what is it, like Pulp Fiction? It's, it's, you shouldn't be watching it, but you can't help yourself. Yeah. But it's, 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 but it's not bad. It's not bad, you know, because I can't stand TV shows and movies that just because it's black people, you know, I'm going to watch it, but I don't do that because, like, like I won't watch, I very rarely watch anything that has anything. Look, look, I'm not, I'm not, no disrespect to Tyler Perry. I want to, look, let, 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 let brother man make his money. You know, no hate, you know, I'm not going to hate on the brother, but no, he does, he, everything that, he does, written, directed, and, and produced by Tyler Perry. He has, there is no writing room or writing table or whatever. Everything that he does, he writes. He gets no input from anybody. 
And a lot of this stuff is kind of like garbage. I mean, and again, I'm not mad at the brother. Make your money, bro. But, you know, at least put out quality stuff. At least put out stuff that, you know, doesn't demean black people any further than we already are. We, we don't need your help for people to look down upon us. You know, I I can't stand that hair pulling with the weaves and the yelling and all. No, 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 no. But anyway, but if you just want something fun and you want eye candy, you want to watch beautiful black, beautiful black, intelligent black people. And they clean, too. Quit it. You did that on purpose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did. No, but seriously, um, it's it's nice to watch TV shows that show, you know, well, you know, educated, well off, well, even the, the one character is a, is a step away from being a black billionaire. And, you know, and just the whole, you know, the whole thing about colorism and all sorts of stuff. So if you just want something fun, to watch and kind of sexy too. It's on Hulu, so you know, check it out. Just you know, you're like you're, you know, and I'm not sitting around going. Well, I can also highly recommend over on uh, Amazon Prime the new uh, the new series, The Peripheral. Yeah, you you. you oh, you we, yeah, yeah. We're we're, uh, and of course it's being, it's not all out at one time, so. Watch some, wait some, watch some, wait some. I hate that shit, but there we are. Uh, but it's based on a, a William Gibson. Is it William Gibson? Um, novel. And speaking of novels, I, I don't I don't give out book recommendations that often. But the other thing I did over the weekend, um, uh, Miss Terry gifted me a book. And it's the first time I've had a hardback book in my hand in a very long time. And I, just the physical uh, experience, and it tells you how far we're right. gone, but the physical experience of having a book in my hand and sitting there with my, with my thumb under the next page, eager to turn the page to see what happens next. Uh, the book is by, uh, 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 by Jody Piku and... Uh, Jennifer Finney Boylan, and it's called Mad Honey. It's fiction. It's a novel. Holy crap. I mean, I started it on a Thursday, and I was done Saturday morning. And No! And it's, I, mean, I, I golly Moses, powerful, uh, gripping, intense, uh, and no spoilers, I, anybody, I, I, it is a great, great piece of writing. Um, and now back into the swamp. What fun. You know that uh, Caitlyn Jenner has been hired by Fox News TV Radio Rwanda to be... Uh, A commentator. To be? To be a commentator. Okay. She's wow. definitely not a sweet tater. She's definitely a commentator. Ah. Um, 
Thank you. So, you know, they, they, they had her in studio live from Los Angeles to talk about, and this was in the aftermath of the attack on Paul Pelosi. You might be surprised to find out whose fault it is. Uh, okay. Is so, Robin, do been tell. happening for a long time. And uh, voters, honestly, they need to do the right thing when it comes up just a few in just a few days. Another major takeaway is Biden. Truly, he has done nothing to tone down the rhetoric and unite this nation. Violence of our in our nation is everywhere and it's at record levels. Um, I just need a check in here. Can can I use a bitch, please, on her? Oh, yeah. Bitch, please. Joe Biden has done nothing to to, to unite the country. What's what's he supposed to do? Go go march with the Nazis and and, and say that they're very fine people? How did that work out? God, she is so awful. I will say again, I will never question her gender. That is the one unpardonable sin. I will never question her gender, but I would not squat to pee on her if her goddamn guts were on fire. I would not. What? I mean, she, she, wait, wait, I I just, she is my Kanye. Yes! Yes! There you go. And she's kind of an idiot, too. She's not a smart woman. You're being very generous with that. Yeah, because I included kind of, didn't I? No, she an idiot. Right. She idiot. Or as we pronounce it here, she she's an idiot. I mean, honest to, I mean, honest to God, all the euphemisms. Uh, she couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the directions were on the heel. Okay. If her brains were gas, she couldn't run. If her brains were gas, she couldn't run a, mo- a piss ants motorcycle halfway around a BB. Look, couldn't, get up, couldn't work herself out of a wet paper bag. No, no, th- th- no. This, this, this woman, dumb. She is dumb. She's a dumb, dumb. She's a dumb, da dumb, dumb, dumb. But yeah, it's it's Joe Biden's fault that the right wing is gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bananas. Let's go back. Unite this nation. Violence of our, in our nation is everywhere and it's at record levels. This is truly, he's become kind of the divider in chief. And uh, obviously the crime issue as a top of the issue when it comes to the voters, I hope in 20 days we can make some major changes in this country. Yeah, you know, major changes like outlawing you and me. You, but you. God Almighty! I mean, it, it, it Jesus Christ! She would deliver. She would, honest to God, she would deliver the Zyklon B to the camps. She would. Look, y'all! I'm one of the good ones. I'm a pick me trans. Oh. But it. But it, but it gets it gets better or worse or whatever because then she jumped up on the cross because you know because she's special.
she later said, I've never received more death threats, death threats to my team, nasty hate mail than this week. It is all from the so-called inclusive LGBT community. I'm so disgusted by the hateful individuals threatening my life for giving my opinions on news topics of the day. Well, that's not why they're being mean to you, Katie, honey. They're being mean to you because you, you would light the ovens for the rest of us. Right. And be standing there going, wait, I got to go in too? I'm one of the good ones. But apparently she did get some shit because somebody in that <laughs> in that one clip somebody said, "God, she look mm, she, she looks she looks like she's been working on the working in the kitchen waiting on Hansel and Gretel." Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that'll leave a mark. That's gonna leave a. That's gonna hurt. Oh, because see, you know, people like her, and then you know, back to the, you know, because it's it's always about like it's always about trans people with you, and it's always about black people at night. So it's like you listen to people like her and then you listen to people like, you know, Candace Owens and Larry Elder and Kanye and Kalyan Noir. Oh, yeah. Oh, Larry Elder was another one. Did you see his Paul Pelosi comment? Oh, God, no. Yeah, he did. Hang on. I'll be there in a second. Another commentator. Uh, Isn't it all so common? Oh, I saw it earlier. Let me check my let me check my notifications. It's disgusting. I saw it earlier today. It was absolutely disgusting. Let's see if I can help you. You said it was Larry. Yeah, it was Larry Elder earlier today. Larry, uh, why don't you Google Larry Elder and... Well, I just did. uh, Yeah, let let me add that to the search string. And Paul Pelosi, because, you know, I'm pretty sure he's... He's always just it's about Nancy, especially since she's from California. Oh, let's see if this is it. Oh, God. Um, 
God, there's all the usual suspects. Dinesh D'Souza, uh, Clay Higgins, David Clarkey. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza said, the left is going crazy because not only are we not buying the wacky, implausible Paul Pelosi story, but we're even laughing over how ridiculous it is. Oh, really? Really? But no more wacky thing. What were they trying to use for COVID? The the horse. Oh yeah, yeah, horse dewormer. Right, but you know, but an attack on a um, eighty octogenarian is wacky. Okay, and made up. We don't do that shit. Well, I don't know what happened to I it. See, I, I saw the reference. I see what it says. I see prominent conservatives share online disinformation about Paul Pelosi from political. Is that it? Uh, I just looked at that. That one didn't work out. Hmm. Was it on Twitter? Is this a GP? God. Well, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm that's what I'm checking on. Oh God! This is this is this is this is deadly radio, and I know it. Um, but it's you know while you look, it's, it's, you know, I know you talked. You, you played the clip about the take towel of the brother in Georgia talking about Herschel Walker. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, that oh, that was a beautiful thing. Well, maybe he. I uh, to my brother. Maybe he deleted the tweet. He might have. He might have. See, stuff like that. See, and you know, you need to start screenshot, you know, what is it, uh, screenshot or screen grab or whatever. Because so, I, I love it when they, because I don't pay attention to Twitter as much as, you know, most a lot of people do or play on Twitter. Um... But I, I know the bane to these people's existence is when they put some bullshit on Twitter and then they get heat from it or somebody's like, dude, what did you do that for? But before they can Well, and, it, and Elon, Musk did, Elon Musk did exactly that, too, for that matter. Oh, and by the way, the, guy, the, 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 exact, the exact line about uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was, she looks like she spent the morning terrorizing Hansel and Gretel. That's good. Somebody said pilot episode for Botox disasters. Easy on the Botox. If if I could afford it, I'd use it. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, uh, Kate's going to look great in her blue and pink Nazi uniform until she realizes there's a special line just for her. That smoke you smell is people. Uh-huh. That smoke you smell is people, dear. Keep walking. Wait, soylent green. It's people. Jesus. No, she's just. Uh, no, uh, 
Well, you know, you got Kanye and Candy. I got Katie. Our crosses to bear. Yes, too. But see, we have, I have so many more. Be, you know, like I said, I just laid off, what, six Negroes? You know, I, I mean. And, no, don't worry. They're, no, but they're out there. I just don't talk about them. I mean, Jesus, there's Blair White, ugh, the ultimate trans yeah. pick-me girl. And forgive me for a moment, but I'm, I'm, this is actually video of Kate. and Honey, honey, what are you wearing? Stop shopping at Gap, at Gap Kids, okay? Stop. Oh, oh no. I mean, <laughs> I like a cute print, but no, no. And baby, you're rich. You don't. You don't. You don't have. You don't have to wear high collared shit to hide your Adam's apple. No. And really, shouldn't it be called a used apple? No. What apple? Eve's apple. Yeah. I mean, not saying, just saying. Not saying, just saying. And you know, and we forgot. We haven't heard from them in a while. You know, uh, Rayon and oh, no, oh their 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 ship their their ship has sailed and sunk. Yeah. No, that's see, yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying because it's like they were the darlings, weren't they? All up in Trump's ass and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paste and polyester. But they don't need you anymore. Yeah, when they don't need you anymore. You get very much so reminded. Didn't they try to sue YouTube or something and saying about censorship and blah blah blah? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and Matt in San Francisco reminds us we have we have Milo, Yeopopolis or whatever his name yeah. is. Oh wait, Matt. Say, oh wait, Matt. Uh, wait, Matt says, uh, didn't he say he's straight now or something? Not sure how his husband reacted to that news. Yeah, he's an ex-gay. I wonder how that's working out. Out there, out there, going out there, chasing all the hottie women and shit. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really straight. I'm really, really straight. Really, really. And and I don't know if you know, but that was a, that was a trend. That was a trend off of TikTok of like a year ago. And it still persists. Something out there called super straight. Say what? Super straight. Why do you fuck with me? What you know what? Girl, what? I just uh, don't don't shoot computer. the messenger. It's like what in the entire fuck? That's for you, Scott. If you're listening, uh, what is super straight? Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe. Uh, Maybe that guy from 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 America First uh, America First Pack, uh, the guy the guy who says that it's gay to have uh, for guys to have sex with women. Maybe he's a super straight. Wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. Back it. Oh yeah, you talk. Mm, yeah. No, I'm wait. not making it up. Wait, wait. So wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it takes me a minute to get stuff. You know, because I'm not. And plus, I'm not feeling good. So it's it's. It's not oh, there's the Larry Elder tweet. There's the oh, Larry Elder it. tweet. I found it. Um, it was October 28th, and he said, 
He said, too soon? Poor Paul Pelosi. First he's busted for DUI and then gets attacked in his home. Hammered twice in six months. I remember what caused the grease man to lose his job in D.C. Yeah, classy guy, huh? Real classy. Stay classy, Lawrence. I'm, I just were. I, I remember who was it that what, which what, what was the justice that died? Uh, uh, when they stole Merrick Garland, you know, they didn't even give Merrick Garland a hearing. Who was it that died? Uh, Scalia, right? Well, yeah, back and, yeah. Pat did, Tony. Yeah, um, what I'm saying is, and they, uh, we were singing ding dong, he, you know, the, how dare you disrespect this man and blah, 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 blah. And rightfully so that we disrespected him because he disrespected a whole lot of other folks. But this right here, the, the cruelty. Well, again, the cruelty is the point. The cruelty is the point. The reason they love Donald Trump is because he gives them, he, he, gives, he, he affirms them to be as hateful as they want to be. It, it's, it's a sort of psychotic, twisted way of, I mean, it, it, you know the freedom you, found, you felt when you, you know, when you, when you finally came to terms with who you are, and right. and and, and, and terms, I just realized who I was, but it wasn't yeah, like. But it, oh, but it, okay. It, well, okay. So this is a really sick, psychotic, twisted version of that. The maggots are so happy right. because they're out now. They're able to be as hateful and vile and ugly and filthy and nasty as they want to be. You know? Yeah, and you're, it, you know, because, again, when people, oh, my God, what is this, you know, what is this country coming into? Oh, my God, the hate and the vitriol and that. I'm like, no, fucking system has always been here. Y'all just didn't see it because it didn't affect you. Wait, what's this headline? I never, I never click on this shit, but this looks like it has the potential to be hilarious. Kim Kardashian discovers Halloween weekend bash is not a costume party after turning up as Mystique. Uh, she went by Tracy Ellis Ross's, I have no idea, 50th birthday party in full costume and Tracy found... Tracy Ross's daughter. Okay. Uh, well, so... Uh, she shows up there, and everybody else is dressed normal, except she's brought a weird little posse of costumed people with her. (laughs) 
Oh, I hate it when that happens. And 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 by the way, and and I didn't I didn't I didn't get to do my I didn't even bother with my Dr. Frankenfurter costume this, this year. Uh, didn't didn't go out Friday. Didn't go out Saturday. So, oh well. Next year, baby. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Um, and and it, you know it's okay. It's okay. Uh, subject subject line Kim Matt Matt in San Francisco is on a roll this evening. Subject line Kim seems like keeping up with her would be easy. <laughs> mm. And I saw the costume, and you know she brought in some ho- some some Hollywood costume designer and makeup artist to do, because you know, she didn't do that herself. Oh God, no. But she, you know, the fact that she was even invited to Tracy, I have this thing about Tracy Ellis Ross. Now I don't know her personally, but I I've heard not too nice things because I mean, you know the story about. Uh, uh, Barry Gordy and Diana Ross's first daughter, right? I mean, Diana Ross's oldest child was Barry Gordy's daughter, right? And so nobody, nobody acted like I didn't know that girl looks just like Barry Gordy. But anyway, when Diana Ross married the white guy, you know, because Tracy Ellis Ross, it, her daddy, her daddy white, her daddy be white. They try to make it that that girl who looks like Barry Gordy was his daughter. Oh my! And and so apparently, throughout their time growing up together, Tracy Ellis Ross and her other sister, who is even funnier looking, than, okay, let me stop. Wait a minute. They tortured that girl. No, 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 no! You, you, you caught yourself. I caught myself. Yeah. But they tortured that girl. Hmm. Well, by the way, I just got a note in from uh, Shorty in L.A. She said, uh, "Just got back from therapy. Too funny." Call and you know, I guess attractive. Uh, Shorty. You know, and so, you know. What? What did Shorty say? Uh, Shorty said, I just got back from therapy. Too funny. The staff followed me to our room. I turn around and hear trick-or-treat. And, yep, I peed a little bit. They were good at hiding. So there's, like, a spooky ghost witch and a, a, a girl in a, in, a, in a leather biker jacket and a tutu and a really, really good uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, cool. And... Apparently, about, 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 well, did scare the pee out of Shorty. <laughs> you go, girl. Oh, you go, girl. Oh, yeah, that's and, uh, it, it, by the way, it, it being Halloween and all, uh, we do have a uh, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas sighting. Uh, he's another one of your crosses to Bear Tracy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they had they they, they they had that they had that hearing where uh uh Sammy Badbreath you know uh, got on got got his uh native american hate going well 
Uh, Fappy chimed in, too, on that case. Because uh, in the course of the arguments, people mentioned the word uh, diversity. You know. Oh, God. Oh, God! Not diversity! You know, as in diversity, equity. Yeah. And inclusion? And inclusion. Well, Fappy, uh, I'll just play the clip from the argument. Do as you do. Take it for what it's worth. Take it away. Oh, it would help if I actually unmuted the clip. So stop it. Uh, Mr. Park, um, I've heard the word uh, diversity quite a few times, and I don't have a clue what it means. Uh, it seems to mean everything for everyone. Uh, the, and I'd like you first, you did uh, give some examples in your opening remarks, but I'd like you to give us a specific definition of diversity in the context of the University of North Carolina. And I'd also like you to give us a, uh, a clear idea of exactly uh, what the educational benefits of diversity at the University of North Carolina uh, would be. Well, Your Honor, uh, you sitting there on the court, you are a diversity hire. Yes, thank you. Because you got it to where did you go to law school? Because of affirmative fucking action. How'd you get in there? Affirmative action. Oh, but you don't know what diversity means. And by the way, you know, we, yeah, he was admitted to Yale Law School. Thank you. Cause I, when it had cause a I, I when it when it had a life. much more robust affirmative action program than what it has now. That's now. I mean, in California, it's outlaw. Period. And a, a black man is the one who was the, he was the chancellor of the UC. Oh, but wait, but, but wait, wait, wait. Later on, he said that uh, affirmative action diminished his achievements at Yale. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he didn't really, you know, that, you know, he. So you're saying that you're an idiot, that you, that uh, affirmative action is just a way to get you in the school, motherfucker. If, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, don't you think they would have bounced, they would have had any excuse to bounce your ass? Yeah, Matt in San Francisco. Uh, uh, Fappy was easier to stand when he didn't talk. But but now, but now he knows he's the de facto chief justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, and he talks a bunch. Yeah, Joe Manchin of the Supreme Court. He's a he. He was a he's in a sleeper cell. He, what is it when the, these people like well not a sleeper cell but he's those like those people who are Russian foreign agents that have lived amongst us for years. Yeah, that's he's a sleeper. Yeah, and he's a sleeper. He's a sleeper. He's a, you know, he's imagine a having the ner- imagine having the nerve to say that an affirmative action admission makes black kids feel bad about being black. What? What? 
No, you just feel, you feel bad about because you're black. You, have, I don't Well, he, he kind of, he, he kind of just hates being black, period. Oh, he hates being black. Because it's like, I mean, the fact that. Self-hating, the right. Trash, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say white trash, but Jenny, I'm sorry. That piece of trash that he married. Who's a fucking traitor? Fucking treat. And yeah. And yeah. He still. I don't see him recusing himself from anything that has to do with January the 6th or anything like that. Because, oh, we don't talk about those things at home. Yeah. Well, look at it. Look at the. I got to get out of here. It's time. Uh, oh, wait a minute, uh, Matt. Matt awarded you a cowbell. The first and only cowbell of this Halloween evening. The Joe Mansion of the Supreme Court. I'd say that's well earned. Yes. Mhm. This is Joe Mansion of the Supreme Court. That's right. That's right. Well, love of my life, my darling, my oh, just you know, because I'm gonna throw out a. Tomorrow, starting the first of November, it won't be quite as painful. So, and that that'll go into tomorrow. Okay, dope. The twenty-five dollar Tracy's. Fuck the Supreme Court. Fuck Sammy Bad Breath and fuck Fappy Thomas challenges on the table. Well, thank you, Tracy. I hope you have a lovely evening. I know you've got class tonight. Yeah, I got class tonight, but I'm making pork chops and applesauce. Pork chops pork and applesauce. Applesauce. No, pork chops and uh, baked yams for dinner. So. Nice. I'm really looking forward to I'd that. I'd take cards in that game. So, yes, yes, yes. All right, baby, I love you. Be good. All right, you too, I Tracy. You, I hope you found it feels better as well. Thank so, you. Thank okay, you so much. You. See ya. Love you. Bye. And uh, so that's more in Monday. Like I said, there were many. And there were at least a couple of giggles. Uh, if, if you're doing nothing or doing something for Halloween, I hope you enjoy doing it. And, uh, well, we'll crank it up and do it all over again, all over again with the beginning of a new month tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow... Uh, Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge will start the month. There will be a $300 matching challenge on the table tomorrow, 325 with Tracy's challenge. And if that's met, that will at least get us out of the October hole, and we'll start on the November hole. Wow. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. You all do so much to keep this program on the air. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program, whatever manner you so choose. 
Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky in the chat room earlier. And uh, thanks to everybody who comes by and hangs out in the chat room. Thanks for moderating, uh, Roger in Oregon. Thank you. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, just a, less than an hour away. And the best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Wear your mask when you're around the maggot unwashed and unvaxxed. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance to the best of your abilities, 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And uh, if, if some puzzle-gutted uh, dude in a black robe comes down the sidewalk towards you saying, I don't have any idea what diversity means. Well, avoid Justice Fappy like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Happy Halloween, everybody. Later. <laughs>